Picture this, you're a newly qualified nutritional health coach and you feel like a one-person show. It feels like you're being pulled in every direction. You feel like a chicken with your head cut off and you are running all over the place. Imagine having someone who can help you put the processes and systems in place to eliminate all that uncertainty and deliver clients to your door like Uber Eats delivers food. That's why this podcast exists. The Business of Health Coaching podcast exists to help you keep business simple and uncomplicated. And welcome to this week's podcast show. Welcome, everybody. Cool. So today we're diving into a topic and the day in the life of because people like to do these videos on podcasts and YouTube and whatnot. So don't share a kind of day in the life of us, a day in the life of running a or an health coach and a and yes, <laughs> online health coaching business. So we're going to just break it down in our typical day and fashion. And then we'll kind of hopefully take something away from it, get an idea of like, what's it like? to run a health coaching business, maybe you're new, maybe you're doing face-to-face in a studio, maybe you're looking to launch online and you're thinking, right, how do I do this? What does it look like? So we're just going to give a flavor of like what a typical day for us is. Now, this is taken from like now versus, you know, two years ago, three years ago we started, 2018, 19, we dabbled a bit and we got more serious in 2020, just before COVID, incidentally. And COVID happened, so it gave us a massive opportunity to, you know, to exploit and take advantage of by everyone being online. So, Farah, what's your day look like? So it's it's very different to when we were doing (laughs) face-to-face. We don't leave the house now. So this is what it looks like. So now you have the opportunity to kind of design your life for yourself. Initially, you will do all hands on the deck. I was going to say guns blazing, but hands on deck. So you'll take every call at any time. You will, um, you know, be talking to your clients maybe seven days a week. And then slowly you realize that actually this is not what I wanted to do. It was easier when I used to do it my job because when I finished my job at 5 p.m., 6 p.m. in the evening, I came back home and the weekends were off. You soon realize that. This is when you have to step it up and step in and review how your, you know, this is when we talked about the quarterly meetings, the same page meeting in the past episodes and if you've listened to that this will all kind of tie in with that so my typical day looks like this now so kind of obviously um, evolved since the 2020 um, and now in 2023 it looks like this so I I wake up um, my alarm is set for 6 15 however maybe about three out of seven days I don't wake up at that time due to um, sleeping late and I always prioritize my sleep so sometimes it'll go over to like 6 30 sometimes 7 so I try and have good sleep because it really helps me to have a productive day as I'm a lot of the times I'm on calls um, and I don't want to be falling asleep halfway through that's not going to be very good a uh, reason for not sleeping on time I will say in the evening is uh, having conversations with my teenage kids and sometimes it'll go into that sometimes I will sit up and watch Netflix so just being honest here just need to kind of relax after finishing all the calls. So after that, I start my day with a read. So I have committed to reading 12 books this year. I've, al- I've always, like in the past two years, read, but not maybe um, consistently. So I'll read first 10 pages. That will take me maybe 10, 15 minutes. Go make a coffee, bring it upstairs. Um, then I will start the my work. So then I will do stories, Facebook reels, um, some kind of marketing, right? So I might write a story or I might depending on what day it is. On a Monday, I do weekly check-in forms. They will take me a good three to four hours, depending on how many clients you have. So each client can take up to 10 minutes of feedback. They don't necessarily have to. The, the better you get at this, they can go down to five minutes. But I like to give kind of detailed feedback to some that that require and the others that don't. So kind of let's say four hours for about 43 clients we have right now. 
Um, then we do, um, then I will do, um, once I've done weekly check-in, get ready for my walk. So I walk um, five days a week at least in a, in, a, in a week. So I will go walk to my box where I train with my coach uh, and then come home with Afro because we'll drive back because I want to, I don't have many, much time then to get back home and have my first call, which is around 11, 11.30. So that's the kind of, that's the morning. Um, taking my, my one of my kids to school, the other one drives now, so he takes himself. So that will be in the, the part of the morning routine, then walk, then workout, which is CrossFit style workout, about an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, and a bit of walk. So it's about an hour and a half is kind of dedicated to myself and my self-care. And then I come home, quick shower, get ready, um, you might think, well, what, she, what does she eat? I have a shake, a uh, high-protein shake, which is kindly made by my husband every morning. It's about 55 to 60 grams of protein in there. So a big chunk of that's done. What's in it, Farah? Okay. <laughs> actually, somebody else asked me. They wanted to know. So I might have to, I might have to video you, actually, for my, my group because they wanted to know. So in it, there is 100 grams of yogurt. Is that right? Two I need to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. Oops. So about 75 to 100 grams of yogurt. We have two scoops of protein, vanilla whey protein. Uh, we have a handful of berries, which are frozen. A handful of spinach, could be frozen or fresh. Teaspoon of peanut butter. Coconut milk. All whizzed in the Ninja. And very, very smooth. Um, isn't it Ninja? Something like that. I don't that. think it is, but it's a blender. It's a very good blender. So that will just, you know, and that comes with me to the gym and I start drinking it as I'm either stretching at the end or having conversations. So that's and the breakfast. Who gave you the idea for the shake? Oh, yes. This shake Credit. is this shake is sponsored by <laughs> Sunny, my friend Sunny, who uh, calls it Sunny's Super Shake. And he, uh, we were just having a discussion and I was, you know, saying, how do I get so much protein in my body? So I'm trying to aim at 120 a day grams. So five kind of five portions of protein. So this one kind of helps me to uh, do a two, <laughs> two and a half. The cat just slipped. Um, so that is, and then the calls are literally between 11 to 7.30. So not back to back. Within that, there's get unstuck calls, which are for existing clients. There is transformation calls, which are for new clients, prospects, the guest. There are Q&As run for the clients. Um, sales call, uh, and then there's coaching calls for myself to learn um, to how to scale up my business as well. So there's that as well. So there's kind of different types of calls in between. And then obviously there's the cooking around the 4, 4.30 mark of dinner. Um, there is also lunch somewhere um, and short 15 minute. But it's kind of very much around the calls for me right now as, as my business scales is, is kind of really escalating in terms of the taking calls. In fact, we were discussing how to reduce the number of calls down so that next these next two clients that we've taken on the last two clients we took on we're not offering one-on-one -on -one calls to them just to see if we can get the same result uh, as the people who get the calls just to do a little bit of an experiment here um and um, why, yeah. why are we doing the experiment because uh, we're getting to the stage of where there are i think i took 11 calls one day kind of felt a bit burnt out and just re just really looking at my calendar to see how do I do what I'm doing but not having to take so many calls? And I'm, when I say calls, that's the client calls. Transformation calls, which are for acquiring a client, will obviously continue and they need to scale because the more client calls you take, the more money you're going to make. 
um, but the Get Unstuck calls, which are for clients, which we offer bi-weekly, trying to kind of see whether we can do without that to see if we can get them a great transformation without seeing them. So, because we speak to them every day anyway, whether we need to speak to them, you know, one-on-one in, on the Zoom, I don't know. Not sure. So we're going to do the experiment and see what happens. Yeah, I think I did a similar experiment with this side of the business as well. So the business of health coaching and the health coaching. So always two separate things. So we did exercise around our clients actually getting, because we had it where we had bi-weekly calls and we took the bi-weekly calls. Had, so we didn't have any, had some, and I were looking to take them away. And I noticed there's not much difference. So I advise, we and Farrah discussed we do the same with the health business. So trying to see if that works for that business too, because some of it can be belief that you feel like I have to have the calls in. I feel like I have to see them every two weeks. But end of the day, if they're getting a result, what does that matter so much? Is that more about you or more about them? So we're kind of playing around with that. Um, do you want to speak about that a little bit? Uh, around that? Because there's a belief, a, there's a belief you've got. Yeah, I have a fear. So let's see if it's a belief or a business. Is it a belief or is it actual truth and a result from the business? That makes sense. There are many, yeah. many coaches um, in the world right now that do not actually see their client at all. They literally take, maybe after having a call with them initially, they don't then see them, but they provide such an amazing service that they get a brilliant transformation for their client. Now, I, I like that uh, idea. I like the idea, but I don't feel comfortable right now. Right now, I don't. Okay, so as you know, I've always done these things very slowly and really converting my belief into why that's going to be right for the client clients always uh, number one for me and they must get the transformation they're coming over I really take pride in that I, I want to make sure that happens so what other things do I need to change if I'm not offering the one-on-one to make sure this happens it's this is where I'm kind of going through right now at the moment I have a friend of mine, Patricia, if, Patricia, if, you listen, if you're listening to this, she's Cancun right now. Um, she's in the US and she takes, uh, you know, she's got 80 clients, right? And she's really saying that she's struggling and she's not going to offer this service because you can't scale it, right? You cannot go past that. And again, that's also her belief thing. Uh, and she's right now creating a program that is not going to involve this at all. Apart she's actually from, doing it then? Yeah, apart from the existing. So all new people are coming in without that. And transformation is there. So a lot of people do it. It's, it's just a matter of doing it, gradually changing your business, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your business model, model to suit uh, yourself. Because remember, if you don't design a life by choice, and then you, you're going to f- start resenting. So if you're getting to that stage, you start resenting, like, why have I got myself into this? I might as well just get a job. I'm sure I said this last week when I was feeling burnt out. Um, and those, when those lines come through to you, you know, you got to listen to them, be aware of them, don't judge yourself quickly and then think, okay, what is going on right now? And for me, taking 11 calls that one day, it literally was, I literally sat on the sofa, I had no energy, I couldn't care less where everybody was in the house, I just wanted to be left alone because I had nothing to give, nothing, I couldn't even watch TV to be honest, I was like sat there. Um, yeah, so that's that's the reason for re-looking at the model right now that's that's what you do you use you, you know you scale up to a certain point you then like we said we break it then you fix it so right now the model that i have is not really serving or if 40 clients showed up next month i won't be able to do the model that is right now and i always ask myself that question then if you're not ready for an extra 40 clients then how are you going to 
create the transformation that you're looking to create. So the model has to work. Yeah, and I think it's easier to fix the problem sooner rather than later. Why wait till you get another 40, stressed out, can't get it to work, and then do it? You might as well just do it. See, play around with it and A-B test that far. So the next two people coming in don't have access to that. Let's see what happens. And as the journey progresses, you just look at it and go, that worked really well, that didn't, let me change this. And maybe the more support needs to happen in the DMs or more support on the getting stuck calls weekly. But we just got to see. Because at the end of the day, if they get the result, mostly we don't really care if they speak to us four times a week, once a week, once a month, whatever. As long as they feel they're part of something and they're getting a result. Yeah. So we have changed the trajectory of this uh, <laughs> this podcast to something else. But anyway, bringing it back to... Well, I guess it's not. I guess it's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, the day-to-day, day, yeah. Maybe we have meetings with it on, so... Do you talk about some of the meetings, maybe? Yeah, so... The day with the team, weekly. And so daily, on a daily basis now, this year, uh, I have a team now. So we have an assistant coach, we have a VA, and we have an appointment setter full-time. Um, so to to make sure that everybody's on the same page, a daily meeting for 15 to 20 minutes has been put in, uh, 1.30 UK time. So they are expected to show up on that uh, for most of the times. And then there's a longer meeting, which is an hour and a half, which is, we're calling that the weekly meeting, which we do with uh, each other for each of the businesses. Um, we we did that this year. We've done two now. Two? Yeah, three. Three we've done now, right? So we did a, a yearly one, a yearly vision for D-Body Health, and we did the weekly one last week and then this week. So still a bit clunky when I did it yesterday, but, you know, we're getting around to it. Went over time as well. So, again, things to learn from that and um, apply. So that's the weekly meeting. And that weekly meeting is really important because things that they said they're going to do last week, they bring it to the table, whether they've done it and me, I whatever I promised them, have I done it and bring it to the table. So we'll continue to move forward. Everybody's mind, they know in this quarter, um, you know, what the, what's the revenue that needs to be collected? Where are we at? How many group members do we need to grow by? Everything that we spoke on day one of this quarter, we are actually making sure that we've got the finger on the pulse in terms of is this being achieved? And if it's not, what do we need to do? Etc. So, Yesterday's meeting, we're fully on track to to hit our quarter target um, and everything's in place. So that's the daily team meetings and weekly team meeting, which is slightly longer. So what do you do on the daily ones? So daily ones, we haven't actually started yet because of oh, the because yeah. of our weekly. But what, we'll do <coughs> what we're going to do on the daily ones is it's a quick check to see where everyone's at. Any issues, any that, problems? Sorry? Do we have a schedule for that? Um, normally a weekly meeting we start with like good news scorecard which is the KPIs um, any headlines yeah, I've actually got it here so daily one is what let me know yeah so it's Monday to Friday 30 minutes uh, wins from yesterday challenges from yesterday opportunity for today any other business let's go team there we go and a fire emoji and so that's a simple, quick way. So it, it's really important to have a structure. If you show up in a meeting, and I've done this many times in, in my life, in my career, where there's no structure and everybody's talking on top of each other and we don't really we get all passionate and excited, but we don't really know where we're going. Every meeting must have an action point to take away, which is the whole point of this. So, Yeah, definitely. You've got to have that structure in there. Anything else you add to the day? Then evening? Um, evening. End of day checklist is request. 
by my team. So I look at that. So each member of my team will send me a... Um, EDOC. It's called EDOC, yeah. That's so Maria calls it. She, she named it. Like It's interesting how people name things. She names everything. She said, can you mind sending a VM to that client? I was like, what is that? A uh, video message? Voice? She said, voice message, Farah. Just to say, mm. hey, we you know, booked a call and etc. Something I, I like Maria. She's coming with all the lingo. Yeah, she so definitely does. Everything is abbreviation. That's our appointment setter. So you have to get that in the, in the SUPS. At the end of the day, a system coach has a different EDOC. So end of day, so has appointment setter and the VA will have a slightly different one. What they need to do is to finish the day by saying this is the... So for, for example, an appointment setter will say number of calls offered, number of conversations had. So she's got a little KPI tracker where she fills out. Number of offers, number of calls offered and number of calls accepted. And then any messages that I need to look at at the end and then number of people that we grew the group by. So these are five things that she will measure and she will pop that in there on daily basis. So I'm very, I'm very aware of what kind of day she had. Okay, sometimes she books like four calls with the days she doesn't. I get a little panicky and go, oh my God, how come we didn't book a call? But it's all part, part of running the whole week. She has a target for the week. She set, up a, set herself a target yesterday of booking 25 a month. So she's, she's done 19 for the month so far. So she's on track. So she feels good. So that, that's the EDC, EDOC from Appointment Setter. Then we have one from the Assistant Coach, which is, as you know, if you've been listening to us, um, when we went away, we created a workflow for the Assistant Coach. And then the EDOC mirrors that workflow. So... How many people posted their food? How many people did they, you know, um, put, submitted their foods? Was there any challenges or any cl uh, client queries? Anybody like coming off, you know, they're slipping away or do we need to pull them back? So there's like 10 things that I've asked her to do a check and they're literally saying yes, no, yes, no. Right, any queries and then it's the end. Uh, and, and also ask her, how did you enjoy the day today? Because you remember it's a new role for her and I need to know that she is fitting if the role's fitting in her life and she's fitting within the role um, and the next step would be to give her feedback about the way she is coaching. So that's the next thing that's on my agenda to do for both appointment setter and assistant coach. So be loom videos about how they are having conversations on DM, for example, or how they are giving feedback. Cool. And I think a good point to add with that is that the reason why we have these EDOCs, EODCs, yes, that's correct, is because um, we're remote. So obviously me and Farah are face-to-face -face now doing a podcast together, but the rest of the team are going to be around the world. And that means that you have to have some kind of way to check in because in an office space, you just speak to them face-to-face. -face. But obviously we're remote, so we've got to have that structure in where we're still making contact points with them throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the quarter, and then throughout the year. So you're making a, a cadence. So there's an opportunity for them to share their wins, their struggles, their thoughts, keep things on track. Otherwise, if you, and this is what most people make a mistake of, they'll hire a remote VA and give them some work and then don't speak to them for two weeks and then be like, where's the work? Don't work that way. So you have to create, you have to consistently be communicating. Like we use Slack, for example, as a channel, but you can use whatever you want. You can communicate, but you have to be consistently communicating. That's very important to build that success in and make your day easier. Yeah. And then we have another uh, type of meeting. So, so that's meetings with the team. Then you, we will have things like um, the weekly level 10 meeting, which is for each of the businesses, which is on a Monday and a Wednesday. We also have a Q&A call. So 
uh, Afro would have Q&A with his clients on Monday at six, 5, 5. And then I would have 2, 5 and 7 with my Q&A uh, with my clients. So that's weekly. Um, then we have our coaches teaching us, you know, so we have a couple of coaches. We have one. Let's go back a bit before we jump oh. into the next. What, okay. what do you do in the Q&A? What's the Q- oh, you want to know the about the Q&A? Okay, so the Q&A Day in a life. What is, what's it like? Q&A is all about pu- pulling your uh, clients together and doing a Q&A. Um, also within that you can Done. teach Next on. you can then teach a topic of some kind that keeps coming up over and over again um, this will then give you an indication of how your program is looking like right now do you need to build it out is it the same questions being asked and how can you make sure that your te- your clients are moving forward but there is that group community feel to the to, to the whole program. So the group Q&A, they're quite effective because you can answer lots of questions there and then. There are obviously questions that people will not answer in front of everybody who they might think they need to, you know, do one-on-one, but you have, you should give them that. High ticket requires that. Online requires that. So, you know, any client can message me anytime. I, ma- I make them a video back. So we have a good communication stance I- I- that way. So um, the Q&A is really more for, like, let's see what we're going to talk about today. Who's coming to it? Let me see what other people are struggling with. Let me see what other people's wins are. And then also an opportunity to learn about, in my client's case, how they can navigate perimenopause as they go through this uh, new age life of theirs. And I think a great structure for those type of meetings, I got one from Sam Evans, was you break it into three things. Where are you currently now? Where do you want to be? And any questions to help you move you forward? Or what's the one question to help you move forward? That way it keeps it quite slick and smooth because if you've got a group of five, that's not too bad. If you've got a group of 10, uh, edging on, ooh, and if you've got 10, 20, 30 people on one call, it's going to get very messy very quickly. You won't ask that question, so, though, would you? What? Would you ask that question still? What you're struggling with individually? Go around the table. No, I would have round the table so you can't do round the table and just change it to who's got the question. Just put it in the chat. You can do. Yeah. Well, do you share your I one? do What that. do you do? So I, what I do is I say, guys, okay, so we, we start our meeting with the visualization and relaxation exercises, first and foremost, and straight after Heather le- leads that, straight after that, we will go into, okay, guys, put it in the chat, depending on how many they are. So if there's a few of them, let's say five or six, I let them speak. Um, but if there's like, say, 10, 11, 12, any more than 10, any more than six, actually, I say to them, if you can drop in the chat what your win of last week was. And then we go through and celebrate that. And then I say to them, right, okay, great. So now what is the one thing that you struggled with last week that stopped you moving forward in your journey here in Menefit? And then they'll pop that and then we'll discuss each of those. And each of those then become a little teaching points uh, as we go through it. So that's kind of the general structure that I have. Awesome. And then anything else during the week that's not consistent, like sales calls, you mentioned so, Q&As. So daily, yeah, daily sales calls. So they are all across the five days. Uh, that they're called transformation calls. These are the 30-minute complimentary calls where you try and see if the client is fit, to a uh, person's fit to become your client, um, and then you decide whether you're taking them on or not. So that is that's that the that is not going to change until I bring in a salesperson, a closer. Um, that's one of the big skills that I can't just give it to somebody easily because my whole business can shut down if they're really not good at their job. So it will be a part-time appointment that will come up in future we'll see how they do we'll give them some of our leads and then build the confidence from there so so far I take them all for this side of the business <coughs> and yeah so that's that's the Q&A and sales calls and get unstuck calls cool and then the coaching because we have when we have Tuesdays yes yeah, so we have coaches in Tuesdays at three 
Tuesday at two, Tuesday at three as well. <laughs> two different coaches, so one straight after the next. Um, what does that cover? So one of them, the first one, we've been with our coach Joe for about a year, just over now, and we are uh, in that we learn a lot of things to be honest. But predominantly, what we're learning is how to handle sales objections, becoming better at selling, becoming more authentic at selling. Uh, having better conversations with people and having confidence to break down any objections that come over, anything that's thrown at us, literally anything. I mean, every week they come up with a new objection and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. And, you know, and then we practice that. So we've been doing that for a year. That's had a huge impact on our business uh, alone and it's very niche. I never thought, I've never heard of anything like that, to be honest, but it's great. And then we have... um, our coach Ryan, um, they, you know, the hour after that, and we talk about how to run challenges, how to create funnels. Uh, it's a bit more technical. <laughs> you can speak about that. Yeah, so it, it depends what the topic is. The first topic was a think workshop. Yeah. So I'm actually running a workshop next week. So learn about how to run a workshop. We've done master classes before, so the structure is similar-ish. Um, just a better framing in terms of work workshop. You've also then got we discuss SLO so self-liquidating offers which basically means you can reduce the cost for acquisition per client because you are putting something in front of them so normally traditionally if you did an ad or Facebook ad for example and you ran it to a lead magnet you'll get a lead you may pay you know two pound for a lead and then as you like revert them to a group it might cost you know ten pound for a group member now as advertising costs increase across all platforms what you can do is start to put an offer in front of that person and the first page could be a seven pound thing and the second page could be 195, some order bumps, the next one could be 295 for example. And the idea is that you start to acquire clients at zero cost is the idea. So say if you spend 50 pound a day on ads, you will then get, hopefully you'll get an average cart value of 50 pound, therefore breaking even. So every person who enrolled with you, say if you've got 10 leads a day, that's 10 free new potential people to speak to therefore it costs you zero pound and all you keep doing is re-putting the money back in again and again and therefore you just becomes a nice beautiful stream of client acquisition is the idea so we discussed that in quite a lot of detail then we discussed it again recently just because people got loads of examples started to make traction with it and that's something we'll be using to acquire to you know boost everything and move anything forward because i've ran ads before so that's what we're learning again so that's something we funny enough we actually did one of these two years ago and realized like we sold must 10 of these things or did quite well. The problem is we didn't have a high ticket offer on the back end. So the margin was terrible. So you want to make sure you've got, if you're doing a self-liquidating offer, you're doing something break even at, you know, 50 pound or maybe you lose five pound per day, but you still get leads. But then if you've got nothing to sell them on the back end, you just, it's not a business model. that's going to be sustainable. So you make sure you've got something on the front end and then you get something on the back end. And the back end wants to be high ticket, two, three, four, five grand, depending on your market space and your offering, et cetera. So that's what we covered as well. And we also have black belt training Wednesdays. Yeah, that's right. What does that cover? So that covers you learning how to then become a person who would become a coach who would teach others on how to handle objections. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite unique, isn't it? Yes. That's a scary one. Is it? Why is yeah, it scary? Because it goes in depth and it stacks all the behavior, all the, hab- all the objections and... Yeah, it's a little bit scary. Oh, it's new, I guess. That's why. This one is new, by the way, guys. This is, we haven't done this one. So this yeah. is new. Definitely. Anything else during your day? Um, What's your evening look like? 
evening looks like this. Well, so it's quite finished quite late in the evening. So far, last week was the first week where my assistant coach has now taken over all of the food checking. So I'll be normally sat there doing that in the evening. Um, so very new, haven't quite felt the relief of that. A little bit I did. Um, and I actually mentioned that to her to say, you know, really feel like, you know, now you've taken this from me. I can just cut off a certain time. Um, so I would say around eight on Monday, about seven, other, no, eight is eight. After eight is just um, making sure the boys are good, everything is fine, they've had their dinner, they're settling in bed, checking uniforms uh, for the next day, I need to wash anything or, you know, getting that ready, having maybe conversations with one of them, um, and then sitting down maybe to watch a little bit of TV. I don't think I do it every day, I just probably do it maybe couple of times a week um yeah so it's around that really and we, we did say we're going to change some of that we're looking at learning spanish uh, but it's very hit and miss with because you don't know what child needs you so you can't really commit to anything in the evening we try and keep it you know kind of fluid so do something or don't it's up to you cool so my, my day uh slightly different in places so i get up at 5 45 and then spend heart have a cold shower Nicely wake me up. <laughs> and it's hard to do when it's minus two outside, but I still do it. So get in the shower. Nice and cold for about 30 seconds to a minute. And then that just really <laughs> kick starts my morning. That really wakes you up. Then after I've had the cold shower, I then get put some clothes on, obviously. Then I head to the living room and then I'll just spend half an hour reading my book. So if it's an audible version of the book, the last few haven't been, I normally listen to on two speed whilst reading. And the reason it's 30 minutes used to be 20 minutes because I'm trying to do 50 plus books this year. So now my third book already, it's 21st of January. So I'm about on track. The first two were read. So reading obviously is going to be slower than listening and reading at double speed. But now I'm back into the swing of things. That book should be done in seven days. So I'm on track as far as I'm concerned right now, which is good. So that, once I've done the reading, I will then post a social media post, normally a story or reel, and then write something as well on my personal profile. Again, make sure I'm visible because, you know, we're online. Once I've done that, I will then normally head downstairs and I'll do a bit of work for half an hour. Now, half an hour after that is a deeper piece of work. So not deeper-ish. I would say I want to try and incorporate more deep stuff, but we need to get the VA up and running first and then I can hand a lot of this off to her. But a lot of it is creating topics for the Facebook group community. So if you're not in it, join it. That's where nutrition health coaches learn about what we're doing. So if you're like basically a studio owner and you're stuck in, in a face-to-face environment and you want to go online, this group's for you. If you're maybe charging too little per hour or charging per hour at all and you want to have a, a scalable coaching online business, then this group's for you too. So just join the group basically. <laughs> Get loads of value in there. Uh, so we do weekly training, so I need to prepare for that. Obviously we do a podcast you listen to right now. So I've got to put that out as well. So that happens in that half an hour slot. But And then I have a weekly newsletter called Business Weekly, Health Business Weekly. So that newsletter comes out every week. So if you're on the mailing list, you'll get that as well. So all that half an hour piece, I can do that. Also stuff from our level 10 meetings every week, I'll incorporate in there. So I might pick a task to do in that half an hour slot. So that takes me to about half seven. Between half seven and then I come down, sort the kitchen out, eat breakfast, and then make for our super shake, sunny super shake, along with my shake, and then get do a little stretch. So go wad, woo, woo. use that for ten minutes. Not a sponge. Go wad, <laughs> use that for ten minutes or so while I stretch, and then uh, I get ready for the gym and hit the gym half nine. 
do a little warm up beforehand, half nine, and then come back uh, between about half ten, eleven. I normally have some food then after the gym. So I have porridge. Yogurt. Porridge, yeah, p- two scoops of porridge, yogurt. I would have had the shaker already, so that would sort the protein piece out. Have some yogurt with a bit of granola in, not too much, just to give it some crunch. Because Greek yogurt can be pl- pretty... Crunch, s- crunch. Pretty plain on its own. And then I get, I have a shower. And then uh, whilst I'm doing that, I'm listening to a podcast normally in that time. It's a good time to listen. Also in the morning when I got breakfast, I'm listening. So I get about an hour's worth of listening, which is pretty good in the morning. It's all before 12, which I think is just amazing. And then when it comes to about 12 o'clock, that's if I've got any calls between 12 and like same as far as 12 till 7-ish calls, if no calls, then I'm, I'm doing something based on that. So right now, I'm preparing for a workshop. So a lot of that stuff's going in, creating the landing pages, things like that. Um, you'll find mine is more back a house. So I will do things like accounting. So looking on zero, make sure I'll move the money around. We use profit for first as a philosophy. So I'll do that. I did that the other day. And then what I'll tend to do as well during that time period is then I'll, I'll communicate with any clients we currently have. I will also then work on like, like the bigger project, like I said. So I'm going to be building out five landing pages for, so that's going to take a, a significant amount of time. Like I mentioned, the self-liquidating offer. So I'm going to create that and build that out. So that's going to take some considerable amount of time of designing, copy, headlines, etc. But I enjoy that piece. So I don't mind, obviously, spending the time because most people don't do that. I think we said this the other day, didn't we? Yeah. Like people just won't spend the... I was like, I've never, did you say I've never seen something like this? You said something. About... Did you? When we talked about the self-liquidating offer. Yeah, I, I didn't really obviously understand this. It. Like, if you don't understand it, you haven't got a clue what that means. It just sounds nice. Sounds like some kind of a liquid. <laughs> it's drinkable. But, but yeah, uh, it just sounds... No, just, but I shared it with you. Yeah, you did. Now, I think it's like pretty awesome to be able to do that style, but it's highly technical, isn't it? Would you not say you have to learn this? Uh, there's a lot of skills involved. You've been learning it since like 2015? 2020. The, the land oh I'll no I mean the whole Facebook thing I'm talking about because oh, you've got to learn that as well as that haven't you you've got to learn so many things so if you get the sequence and order of it you can do can learn it in any order you want but ideally if you're doing it perfectly would be you need to learn how to create the offer first so what you're offering that's a piece then you go right I'm offering XYZ then you need to do copy for it so what's the headline going to be because the headline's got to be catchy and grab your attention but it's also got to fit in into the standards of facebook so if you're a health coach you can't put loads of before and afters on a landing page for example so it's got to be compliant then so once you're doing the headline you got to then write the sub headline then you got to think about the copy so you're writing copy is a skill so you got to learn and develop that skill then you got to learn about infographics like how do you make something like an ebook look more exciting than a flat image so then you got to learn like smart mock-up for example how do you make it look 3d how do you design it so it looks like a thing? How do you create bundles? So you've got loads of things put together and stacked so it looks like highly valuable. Then you've got to position your offer. Then you, the flow's got to be right. Then you've got to have a payment gateway you've got to set up. So how do you, do, how do you take money? Then you've got to create that. Then you've got to create a second OTO page, a second page after that. So all these are, are skills like Farah said. Once you've kind of created that thing, you're like, right, how do I drive traffic to it? Oh, better learn Facebook ads. So you have to learn Facebook ads. So that's copywriting again. That's also some landing page. Obviously, it takes you to that page. So you've got to learn copywriting, headlines, what images. You've got to look at targeting, audience, retargeting, all kinds of technical stuff there. So there is a high skill to that. But if you develop that high skill, which takes time, patience, and effort, then you've got something that most people don't have because most people won't bother. They'll be like, oh, this is too hard. I'm not doing it. 
So you can just massively capitalize on people's laziness, can't be botheredness, whatever you want to call it. What do you call it? Um, Inability to want to, to learn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to have some interest in this, really. I think in our house, you you like things. You you loved learning this, don't you? And I don't see myself loving it as much as you, but I will do what I need to do. You can still grow a health coaching business without it. Yeah, it's that just, is true. Yeah, it's just a, a great skill level, to have because it's then easier. You don't have to do so many organicy things, for example, if you got that skill. Now, it doesn't mean like you go away and go, all right, Afro said this and I'm going to do it. There's loads of layers to this and that's a different podcast altogether. And that just join the group is probably the easy way to do it. The Facebook group will share actual training on this anyway. So you can get a better understanding of it. But there's a sequence and order and there's upskilling yourself as well. Yeah, and there's stages that. to it. Yeah. Can't just go from zero to here. No. Awesome. Cool. Uh, that take me to about seven and then after seven, so they may have the coaching calls, training, whatever it is. But from I try to do seven. It's got a bit later than that recently because the workloads just increased in terms of creating loads of SOPs for assistant coach, uh, VA. So creating lots of systems and processes right now. It just takes time. But once you've created them, then we start to leverage other people's time. That frees up again to take some more kind of marketing sales roles on for ourselves to increase the income and et cetera. So that takes me to like seven. After seven, I'll, I might eat dinner or sort the kitchen out. And then I try to unwind. Maybe I watch some Netflix or listen to a podcast as the evening goes on. And if I was wrapped up, we might watch something together too. That's typically our days. Anything anything I missed? Uh, No, I think you covered it. Cool. Awesome, guys. Got questions? Let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook. Farah Karambari. How do you spell it? F A R A H K R. That's already gone wrong. F A R E H is Farah. Kerry, so K A R I, the CrossFit athlete Kerry. And then A M B U R I. Cool. Find Kerry there. M Buri. And then you find me, Afro Do It Too. A F R O N D I R I T U on Facebook. If you can't find us on Facebook, don't bother looking anywhere else. We're not anywhere else right now because <laughs> we have to keep on one platform for now. But that's the best place to find us if you want to get any questions around that. But let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, how do we end the show, Farah? Take control of your life. Before life takes control of you. Woohoo! If you've enjoyed and got value from today's podcast, it would mean the world to us if you jump onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, and give us a five-star review. This will help us reach more people like you and help us reach our mission of transforming the quality of people's lives through coaching.